Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is episode two. Number two. Of Thor and the Boy. And um, how are you doing today, boy? You doing good? Doing all right, man. I mean, it's uh, it's probably approaching 85, 86 degrees out here in Daly City right now. So now, normally this heat spell, I'm usually ready for it. And it usually happens around September, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, after a certain point in September, we didn't get a huge heat spell. In fact, it started cooling down a little bit. Oh, it was it got like yeah. cold. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. You're like, it's officially autumn. Yeah, it's, it's over. I was like, we're going to go straight into the um, autumn with cool, nice weather and seeing the leaves fall. But the sun had all our plans. Unbeknownst to me, we got our heat spell. And uh, it's been yesterday was scorching. The last two days, and I was bartending the last two days, and both of the events had rooftop setups. Oh no. And like. So you're just baking? Yeah, I mean, we're, so we're making makeshift bars. So we're like just sweating bullets as we're building these bars on the roof. And you know, it's funny because I worked yesterday's event uh -huh. and you could visibly see that people didn't even really want to hang up, hang out up there. But the floor original floor plan for that event was set up on the roof, and they didn't change it. And everybody's just, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I think they spent a lot of money on that event, but um, yeah. But it is what it is. So um, I was doing some more shooting for the guard room, mm -hmm. and so on last Sunday we did like the climax, and you know, the climax is always kind of like one of the hardest shoot days because okay. I think like. There's usually a lot going on in the climax, and then a lot of characters, and it's like you want to end the movie on like a high note, so it's always a bit more stress. And then on this past Wednesday, we were shooting on the Almdina Island, that's by Oakland, and um, it was kind of a crazy night because it was basically all the scenes where the characters got to like yell and scream. So uh, we had like Alan yelling, we had Kathy yelling, uh, Michael Fred. Wait, who, who's Alan? Alan Lazo. Oh, um, Holly Lazo's yes. husband. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And, um, yeah, at the end of the night, we also had Olga screaming, so it was a lot of yelling that day, and we were filming in this, kind of this studio apartment, mm -hmm. which was a very cool location, because it had, like, the cement walls, and then out the windows, you, like, saw the, like, warehouses. So, like, the vibe there was, like, mmm, so good. Oh yeah, cement walls, very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, so we were doing some of the scenes earlier and we're like, Alan was yelling in the stairway and like, I'm sure his voice was like echoing everywhere. <laughs> and so um, we wrapped Kathy's character and so she was like, can you walk me down to my car just cause I prefer to have somebody with me. And I was like, yeah, I'll go a few of these guys are rehearsing. So like we take the elevator down and we approach the um, the main entrance, and so as we like come around the corner, we see these two cops walking in. No! <laughs> yeah. Oh crap! Yeah. And so they come in, and they're like, um, "Excuse me, um, have you heard any screaming or yelling around here?" And so then in that moment, I'm like, "All right, I'll just like tell them we're making a film," 
And so I was like, yeah, we're making a like short film and we're like, we're almost wrapping, so it shouldn't be much longer. And thankfully they seemed like pretty chill. They're like, oh, okay. And mm -hmm. they just like kept walking as like minding their own business. But yeah, that was kind of like, <laughs> someone must've like called and been like, oh, there's like some guy yelling in the stairway, say the same things like every five minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine like, if if you're if if you're actually in the process of just like murdering someone and somebody makes a phone call and these cops show up and you're 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 like the serial killer right and you and the, the cops are like we heard some yelling uh it was very obscene i mean somebody reported some yelling it was very obscene it sounded very violent and then the serial killer says oh yeah we're just uh filming a short film you guys can go on about your days, and then the cops just turn around like, okay, carry on. That, that, that's good to know, you know, if you need the supposedly... I'm not trying to give any ideas here, folks, but... And then the rest of the scenes that night we did outside, and so like our final scene of the night, um, Oga had a few screams, and so we got like the last shot we needed for the scene. And then as soon as like we cut like some security lights from a security vehicle like went up behind us oh and then gosh. we were like all right i guess that's a wrap you just can't catch a break huh well i mean it was good timing because like we i got like everything i kind of wanted to get and it was like almost 1 a.m oh perfect so like we were hitting the wall anyway it, sometimes it works out like that yeah so yeah we were walking back and then the security vehicle like pulls up and he's like you guys all okay and we're like yeah, we're headed home. You know what would be funny? <laughs> Is if Olga's in her security uniform and she's like, Don't worry, I'm one of you! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that was um, a pretty crazy day of filming, so... Yeah, it's, it always makes for good stories. It's stressful during the time, but it makes exactly. for good stories, yeah. But yeah, um... Do you hear a... Uh... Are we expecting anyone? Podcast or treat. So uh, we don't have any candy, so I guess we have a guest on our podcast today. Um, we do. What a Holly Lazo, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, yes, I'm Holly Lazo. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Sorry you don't have any candy, but this works out even better, right? Okay, I'm glad it does, because um, I don't know, uh, when do you get your Halloween candy usually? At the start of the month? At the end of the month? Before Halloween? Um, all the way through the month, really. I just keep buying it and eating it for the duration of October. Actually, I start in September. Okay. You know Never mind. I eat candy all year. There's okay. no start or end to the candy at my because, house. Because um, my strategy is like, usually middle of the month, I'll stock up on candy, and then you have to make sure you get candy you like, because if you have leftovers, yeah, you have to eat it, right? So. Well, I don't really buy like the trick-or-treat candy that we give to the kids that come by. Okay, what do you buy? Alan does that. Well, I just buy candy for me um, that I eat continually all year. But yeah, no, Alan will get like the big 
bags and he does always make sure it's got like the 100 grand and like Twix. Yeah, there's that one bag. It kind of comes with All the like stuff. the run of the mill kind of like popular candies. Well, yeah, we don't yeah. get like the suckers and like hard candy. We get like the good chocolate. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Do you like candy corn? I don't know anybody that actually likes this stuff. I mean, I see it every year, but... Um, as a candy aficionado, I can say that it has its place, definitely. Um, I think it goes well with other things. Like, it's probably not the best to just eat like a bag of candy corn, but it makes a good decoration like on the top of a cupcake or mm. my all year candy strategy, which I know is gross, but whatever, I eat it all the time. Candy, especially stuff like candy corn is good with coffee. Like take a bite of candy corn and then drink a sip of coffee and like the bitter and the sweet, like really makes Did you, well. Um, when we were on LA shooting uh, the guard room, there was a, we were just chilling at the table and Olga took like an Oreo cookie and dipped it in her coffee. Oh. And then like ate it. And I've never That could be good though. That. I've never heard of that. Heard of that method, yeah. How about you, Boyton? You dip cookies in coffee? Coffee. You know, uh, I have. I have. And I think almost any cookie is dippable in coffee. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think like anything... Just the combo, even just going back and forth between the yeah. coffee and the cookie the is... sweet mm, and the bitter. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like a takeoff of biscotti, you know, like the really dry, hard pastry that you eat with coffee. Biscoff. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Biscoff cookies. Oh, those are even better. Those are so good with coffee. Those are good. Yeah. See, anything sweet with coffee, I think it's just the it's perfect... It's that balancing act between the bitter and the sweet. So I might have to try some candy corn Eat just one with... little candy corn then take a sip of your coffee and you'll be like, okay Yeah, and it gives you energy for the day oh, okay. or for yeah. at least a few hours mm -hmm. Yeah, like candy corn on its own is it's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah But I can do it though. I can eat a bunch of candy corn. I also like those pumpkins mm. That are like candy corn, but in the shape of a pumpkin. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that's right candy It tastes corn. exactly the same as candy corn I like how you had an answer. If it's about food. for candy corn, I thought it was going to be like a, I like it or I don't like it type oh, of thing. No. But you had this uh, elaborate reasoning as to why this can work. You know, as long as you have something that can balance it out, the yin and the yang, the the coffee and the candy corn, the sweet and the bitter. Oh yeah, that. Thank you. If it's food, if if the topic is food, I will have. An opinion. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your go-to candy bar or bag of candy? Twix. Twix. And right now it's salted caramel Twix, which you must try. I went to Walgreens and I saw it there. And normally I don't like it when they take a candy bar, a traditional perfect candy bar, and try to like redo it. But I was, I think they were out of original Twix, so I bought the salted caramel, and it's so good. Oh, it's okay. just a Twix, but a little bit saltier. And salt, a little bit of salt, makes almost mm -hmm. everything better. Goes a long way. Yeah, oh yeah, only so have you tried good. salted caramel ice cream or salted oh. caramel cookies? I mean, yes, yeah, yes. Salt, just a little bit of salt on top. Yeah, of it's it's just a sprinkle too. They never put like a whole bunch of salt. It's just. It doesn't have to be. It shouldn't be too much. Like I told Maggie, my nine-year-old, uh, who knows all the bad words, because you know how. 
you can't stop them from knowing the bad words, right? But then for a while, I tried to be like the cool mom, and I'd be like, you can swear around me. It's okay. But then she really took it too far, and I was like, too much! Take it back! So I was like, okay, so swearing is kind of like salt. You just flavor your you know, speech a little with one word, maybe every once in a while, and it just gives it a little oomph. You don't just throw F-bombs into every sentence all the time. You, you flavor what you say that's with right. a little bit of swearing. So she remembered that now. She oh, yeah, that thinks of it as like a little bit of salt. I like that. You know, you, you swearing needs a little bit of respect behind it. Yeah, like the words and yeah, yeah, yeah. So swearing and if you put a little dash here and there, I mean, you're not, you're not getting flooded by this. Just it, it no long it's no longer special. Exactly, mm -hmm. everything is more special yeah. in moderation. So, yeah, I've known some people who like just swear all the time, and it's just like, yeah, it I mean, doesn't have any effect. Look, when, <laughs> yeah. when I'm at work, it's like it just flies off the handles. I well, mean, it depends on what environment you're in too. Like, yeah. that's it might just be perfect for that environment. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because I do um, special events. So the way I speak to the guests is pretty like proper, but between all the employees, there's a lot of F-bombs going on. So, but I think that's just the nature of the mm -hmm. business, you know, but yeah. Um, so good. Uh, so uh, I, I like that you're- Salted Twix, the, yeah. Candy bar of the year. Salted caramel Twix. Please try it. Okay. And then get back to me. Okay. You'll okay. thank me. Oh, it's so okay. Good. Have you had any of the special like Kit Kat flavors? Like the um. I think I had a strawberry one. There was like they were doing those like Kit Kat duo, where it was like two colors kind of. Oh. Was, one was like minted, mm, and then the other had like the raspberry one. Maybe. I like the original. The original. I, yeah. Uh, usually I don't like those more like fruity plant flavored oh, okay. candies yeah yeah like the more chocolatey you're a chocolate purist yeah but you know with the kit kat thing um in japan they have like every kind of flavor of kit kat i think they've that mastered you think of. flavors over there though like that's their speciality it's not just like a thing they try to do as a novelty everyone's mm -hmm. so they're probably pretty good all the different yeah flavors. i haven't had all of those yeah i mean and it's interesting, even with Japan, like their consumption of everything is just in small amounts, you yeah, know, and, it should be, you right? know, like you'll see them, you know, they'll, 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 they have such discipline behind their candy consumption. They could have a pile of them and just eat like a couple sticks of a Kit Kat and be done. I can't, you know? I can't do that. I wish I, like, I can go a really long time, like months, forever, without eating candy if it's in the sealed bag. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I open it and take one, I'm like, oh, I'll just keep, and then I'll just keep eating them. I can't stop. Right. Can't. The void is opened. Yeah. yeah. Once it's been, Pandora's box has been opened. I can leave candy alone for a long time, even if there's piles of them. If it's like pizza, though, I mean, oof, mm. it'll be gone. It'll be gone very fast. Do you eat pizza leftovers, or do you try to eat the whole thing? Yeah, fresh? I, I I I eat pizza until it's gone. Mm -hmm. So I I'm never gonna throw out pizza. Sometimes I'll throw out the crust, okay. but you know what? Lately, um, I've actually been uh, keeping the crust, and uh, I save it for later, and then I put it in the air fryer, get it mm -hmm. all crispy, and then have like like a dip it in like um, 
marinara or spaghetti sauce or something like yeah okay air fryers are amazing yeah yeah i think the air fryers are like it was kind of like the covid craze like everybody bought an air fryer during covid it was yeah that's yeah true. we did i think they had the biggest spike in sales around Everyone that was time like, wait we can do this at home we can make everything fried with air you sure can yeah they got nothing else going on during those we times, did all so. kinds of weird stuff i had a garden even like a vegetable garden during covid wow yeah. well, what did you those grow people. i successfully grew two amazing cucumbers and then I ate them on sandwiches, and mm -hmm. they were the best. And I'm sad that I can never have another one because I don't know how to do that again. I got the seeds from, like, Maggie's school garden. Anyway, and I had tomatoes, lots of tomatoes. Yeah. And a few really kind of sad little peppers that weren't really that great, but I had some peppers. You know, like bell peppers mm -hmm. and jalapenos that weren't spicy. I don't mm -hmm. know. And I think that's it. But I was very proud of my coconut. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. grown my own edible Foods it's a very it's like satisfying it's it wasn't like i didn't save any money doing it i spent more than i saved because i had to go buy everything to like build the little garden bed and mm -hmm. then fill it with like the proper kind of dirt and all this kind of stuff but it was really cool when i made like this big bowl of salsa from the peppers and the tomatoes in my yard and then i was like everyone eat this eat it now <laughs> i made this and we all did and it was garden. really good yeah like i grew this and it was good so yeah, nice. it was the time for like baking your own bread, making salsa. Awesome. <laughs> you know, it, it was funny. I was hearing on another podcast this this guy. He had this bread making machine for the longest time. He said it was just sitting in uh, in his cupboard for for years. And during COVID, he actually pulled it out and he was like, "Maybe I'll try this thing." And then uh, he made his own bread for the very first time, and he said. From that point on, he never bought bread because he said it was okay. it tastes so much better. You know, it's one of those things is like you never think think about making your own bread out. Do you make your own bread? I don't. My mom used to make bread. Okay. It was like a thing she did while I was a kid. She would always make bread and it was so good. But it's like a she didn't have a make a bread machine. She mm -hmm. just made the bread. So like it takes forever. You have to like knead the dough and let it rise and then knead it again and let it rise and you know that, make it sit for a while. That's a lot of work. Yeah. These bread makers, you just literally throw all the ingredients in there and it does the yeah, work for you. It's crazy. Cool. Oh the Instapot. That's the other thing everyone was very excited about. Have you guys tried the Instapot? What, yeah. What's Instapot? Yeah, my mom has an Instapot. Yeah. You can just make anything in that thing instantly. How much does it cost? It probably varies. I feel like it's overwhelming if you go on Amazon and type in Instapot. It'll be like, you could get this one or this one or this one. Okay. It varies. It varies. Yeah. But um, I was going to say my mom is really into making bread. So she does the whole... She lets it rise. Bread will rise. And then you have to like put in the oven and then what a cool... It's so good though. Does she put like my mom used to, once it was done, she'd just get like a stick of butter and like kind of melt some butter over the top of oh. the loaf. And then it would... She doesn't do that. But you maybe should just I'll... grab some butter and just put it on. Oh, it's so good. I'll give her that tip. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, Instapots, they're like a big pot. You just throw a bunch of stuff in and it like cooks it for you. It pressure cooks it in like no time. Really? Things that normally take all day, you can just have right away. Now, will, will it do like what, like, you know how crock pots, when you, whenever you put anything in a crock pot, like the meat comes out like if you do it for like a long time 
the meat becomes very tender and it falls yeah, apart. It but does it do it in a shorter amount of time? Oh. Yeah. Hey, I it might have to. Honestly, can that. do anything. It's I actually saw like a Instagram video where someone put in a bunch of like nacho ingredients and they cooked like um, nachos in there. Nachos? <laughs> yeah. Like they put the chips and then they. Yeah. Them with... Oh. What? What? I mean. Like nachos out of the bag, or like. So he, he put nachos in and put cheese and then like all the nacho toppings, like the olives and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like. And then it came out like all cooked. Intense <laughs> nachos. <laughs> Not intense nachos. I do like nachos. Okay. Mm. Well, Holly, we talked about you and Thor uh, in the last podcast briefly. Oh. Because he, 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 we're talking about the early short films. Yeah, his oh. earliest short films. Yeah. And we briefly spoke about uh, Chocolate Malady. Oh, yeah. And he, he said, that's how he met you. Mm -hmm. you, audition, you auditioned. Do you remember Did that? I, yeah. I think uh, that was one of my very first auditions ever for, for film stuff. Okay. And here's the sad part is Michael said that he, he cannot locate the full file for that film so he only has the trailer and like like maybe like the, the first, first five, five, five minutes, minutes yeah. of it yeah, I, know. I, I was like lost footage and i know i had a dvd somewhere but i've moved like eight times so it's either in the attic or it's gone i don't know i wish we could watch that again that was fun. we'll find it like 50 years from yeah. now uh, so let me ask you i mean like uh, what was that like did you did you think like because I always tell Thor, I'm like, dude, like, your your mind is so weird. Like, you come up with these, they're so out there, all his ideas, right? Yeah. So what did you think of this concept of um, this magical chocolate <laughs> that basically makes you do whatever, um, mainly cook for you and bring you Coca-Cola and candy? Yeah. It was amazing. It was so much fun. Mm -hmm. It was the coolest. Like I hadn't gone to do very much at all. Like that I was brand new. Like I had I went to college and I did some acting like in plays and stuff and then after that, I didn't really know how to get into acting for a couple years probably and then I found like the SF casting and I think that's how I found you was through that audition notice on SF casting and then I went to the school and then I was so excited. I feel like it was there was like two, two of my very first auditions. I remember that was one, and then this other movie I was in called Contractors Routine that I got like this really small part in. Wait, what, what was that about? Uh, it was about a contractor <laughs> and his daily routine, but it had like a dark twist. Okay. I had a very small part in a flashback. I seem to do a lot of flashbacks, but but uh, Chocolate Malady was really fun, mm -hmm. and I was really excited and like. I just I had such a good time. We like we made food in your kitchen for one scene and like mm -hmm. I got to like breathe into the oven like as if I had like fire breath and be like mm -hmm. and I saw her I was like, Yay, that's so cool. I don't know. The whole thing was and then we ate you at the end. Sorry to Oh yeah, no, he, he turned into a Sunday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean the the full film's not even out there, so we almost have to spoil it yeah, for okay, everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. We covered him with chocolate syrup and then we all had like spoons. And I remember me, like the other actresses and I were like 
So we're literally going to like dig into his body with spoons. That's terrible. But we were, that's what we did. We didn't show that, but yeah, we were going to eat him with spoons, with dull spoon instruments and just dig into his flesh and eat him. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, it was pretty funny film, I think. Yeah. Um, eating my favorite director on camera. I mean, it's a good thing we cut it. Or there. yeah, you cut it before we ate. Before you, you ate me, because yes, that would be a short end. But to it was my cool. It was fun. Career. You had like yeah, for sure. Was well, a bad way to go, really. But <laughs> you know. Yeah, that would be a bad way to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, Thor has like uh, a lot of like fantasy type of elements in his films. Yeah. Is that is that some? Uh, do you like that yeah. that thing? I think that his mind is very creative and yeah. unique. And like it thinks of things that other minds don't think of, so that's yeah, what yeah. Makes his movies different and fun. What What would you say like some films that uh like that you personally like that have some sort of like fantasy elements to that them? I that Michael's done? Or no, no, that, that that you've watched oh, or my favorite movies. I like the weirdest movies. Okay, and I always like throw this one out there as one that I really like. And nobody ever understands, but the love witch, the love witch, the love I'll just witch. put it out there into the universe again. It was made in 2016 by a female director and uh, she used real film, like old school film. So it kind of looks like it well, was made in the expensive. 70s. Yeah. yeah. But it's so beautiful. It has this old timey look and it's really weird. And the whole, every set had like so much thought put into it. Every set, you can just pause the movie and just look around and be like, that is so beautiful and weird. And then it's all about this woman, this love witch who, I don't want to give it all away, but she's kind of crazy, but like, it's not her fault that she's crazy. Like she's mm -hmm. kind of been driven mad by all these terrible men. It's kind of like a revenge movie. Okay, all it's right. All very artistically shot and like, it's just beautiful. And my friend, I tried to get her to watch it, and she said she couldn't get through it because the acting was bad. The actors are actually really good. It's the style that has been chosen for this movie that they're acting in. Okay. You know, to hold, to actually act an entire movie in the style that they're acting it in is hard. But it's like, it's very like, kind of stoic and strange, and they seem like they're, I, I don't know how to describe it, like, you know, oh, hello. Are you having a nice day today? I hope you are. Like, it seems kind of almost fake like that, but it's mm -hmm. like the style that they do the whole movie in that's supposed to be that way, like for the feel that I don't know how to describe it. I, I think it's one of those movies that so I'd actually have to, like, yes. I, I'm, to I'm like trying to imagine it, but I have a feeling it's going to be very different from what I'm yeah. imagining it's it. It's different to be. than any movie you've ever yeah. seen before. And you just have to watch it with this idea that you're watching sort of just like art. I know all movies are art, but this one. Don't expect it to be realistic or good acting. Just look at it and like immerse yourself in the weird beauty of it. And then also you can think about the message of like what happens to women because it's all about what's happened to this woman that's kind of driven her to become a crazy love witch who who basically kills men with her love. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. That's one of my I'll favorite weird, kills weird men with her love now like i'm trying to imagine like do you i don't know how much of the story i should give away do you want me to give you can give us a little bit of yeah 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 okay, so one man uh let's see she basically drives him crazy with feelings like he's he's lived his whole life taking advantage of of women and just thinking that 
you know, he can do whatever he wants, have fun, and that their feelings don't matter, and he doesn't really have strong feelings. And then she gives him some kind of magic, love magic, in this tea that he drinks, and he just becomes, like, so overly wrapped up in this, like, powerful whirlwind of emotions of, like, how much he loves her. Like, oh my god, he's, like, crying. He's like, I love you so much. Like, ah. And then he just, like, dies of a broken heart. Kind of. That, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's so far-fetched from things that can happen in real life. I've, yeah. I've seen, I mean, I've seen both men and women just, like, absolutely deteriorate uh, because they're so madly in love with somebody that won't reciprocate or something like that. I've, yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen, but I mean, I don't know. They normally die within like two days in their bed. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's a it's, tough it's one. It's kind of like exaggerated reality, I guess. Right. But she just, she keeps, she has like a trail behind her of death, but it's all like kind of douchey dudes that deserve it. Kind of, you know, like, oh, really, okay. Really bad for them. But it's just very beautiful and weird. Okay. And I don't know how to describe Love it. Witch. Yeah. Is it streaming anywhere right now? Or do you... I bought it. Okay. So I own it. I'm okay. not sure where I'll, it's I'll have to check it out. Yeah, uh, you gotta yeah. find it. I, I have... Because yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't even heard of it before. Well, yeah, I didn't really... It actually has a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. So the people that have seen it have enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But um, it didn't... It's not very widely known. So I'm spreading the word. Watch okay. It, watch the movie. Check it out. Right, yeah. Yeah. I like weird movies, though. I like really weird. All of my favorite movies are, like, weird. And I don't want anything too um, realistic because it makes me sad. Yeah, because um, I feel like when I write, like, I already live in reality, so it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to make a film that's, like, just about people's drama. Right. Going, or going about their normal day. I don't understand yeah. why people enjoy that. Like Alan, my husband, loves to watch. I love it. Why? <laughs> I, I love films rooted in reality. Oh. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I I wrote one that was kind of like that. But there was a kind of a... There was kind of... Uh, what, do you, what did you think? When you saw Secret Bliss, did you think... I mean, I, I guess I, that's not completely reality, right? Because... A lot of it draws from reality, mm -hmm. like, which I think any story will do, right? So... Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I thought your short film was good, like, it explored an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to shoot you a link if you yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a, you know, a film about relationships and stuff mm. like that. But but yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I, I do um, like I prefer movies that are a little bit more rooted in reality. But at the same time, it has to expand outside of reality in order for it to be entertaining and mm -hmm. interesting. So so just because there's no supernatural elements in like a John Wick film, it's still so over the top yeah. that it's not realistic. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, like with the with the fantasy type stuff. I mean, in order to be like extremely original, I mean, it, it's it's so hard now because like if you look at a lot of the fantasy type movies, I mean, they're they're basically books or comic books or stories that have existed forever, and they just mm -hmm. finally decide to make like live action films out of them, right? But to come up with uh, new, interesting concepts and ideas, I mean, a lot of people are not doing that. Whereas you, you're always coming up with something that somebody's never right. done before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I've actually started a new script 
called Bat Bitches. What? <laughs> it's going to so, be good. And it's going to be uh, my van. Bat or bat? Bat bitches. Okay. So like... the, the pun is like bad bitches. But um, it's going to be like the vampire film and with Dracula, Dracula's character in it. So but... Wait, wait. Like you're going to have Count Dracula in there? Yeah, but it's not in the way you're probably imagining. So. Oh, Count Dracula. You know, I have his hairline, so if you ever... I... <laughs> There's actually two characters think would be good roles for you but i'll i'll, I'll talk oh, to you okay. more <laughs> no, i was just kidding i mean i do have the hairline but it, but that's it's very dignified very dracula yeah. hairline yeah so i'll need like two draculas because there's one where he's like old and then he like gets more powerful okay. and, and younger so you'd probably have to play the younger okay person. i was trying to figure out like which <laughs> one i mean because i'm like i'm like Wait, am I the young or old one at this age in my life? I mean, because I'm, I'm 43, I'm like, I'm not young, but am I? No, because I, I want um, when he's old to actually be like okay. old. Yeah. Decrepit type yes. old. Okay. All right. And uh, it, 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 does Holly look like she's going to be a bat bitch? Um, yeah, so her... Oh, wow, <laughs> okay. So, um... There's these two vampires who basically are still alive. They survived the vampire war. And so they're starting this life coaching business where they... Life coaching vampire. Okay. <laughs> and so they, they basically help you with your confidence and teach you how to be like a bad bitch, you know? And so... Oh, so they're coaching particularly women? Is that what they're doing? Or are they... Yeah. Okay. I mean... They could probably coach a man too. It's okay. Scary. But um, so Holly's character at the start of the film, she's like getting kind of pushed around by like her coworkers, and then she's not really standing up for herself. Oh, so she's, she's getting bullied. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then she starts training, and stuff happens, and oh, that that actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. See. So it's it's like a is it a movie about revenge or um well dracula kind of comes back to life and so so is, is dracula an enemy in this case of the bat bitches or no a little bit okay you I, i'm saying i see that you don't want to give too much away yeah. okay all right all right <laughs> see but i'm interested right yeah, yeah, yeah so. So, so yes yeah yeah so, uh, did you did you know about this yeah Holly? i had spoken to them uh, to to Michael and Olga, I spoke to them so about it a little bit before. It was interesting because we came up with this idea from on the road when I was road tripping to LA and we were coming back. So it kind of started with just me and Olga talking. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. We came up with some really good ideas. Did you already start writing yet? I have the first 30 pages done. So. Damn, you write fast. Man, I wish I had that. Um, so I noticed uh, in the earlier films with Michael, you you were a brunette for a long time, huh? Yeah, yeah, for very long. Well, yeah. And then I dyed my hair like a, I don't know what color you would call it, almost like mauve, I guess. What is mauve? Purpley ready. Purple, okay. Purpley ready. And then I went back to dark, and then I went to red, 
and then I just stayed there. Yeah. Oh, so what? What? Uh, brown is my brown. Okay, cool. Hair color. For some yeah. reason, I thought you were like a natural redhead. I think this yeah, this yeah. color looks pretty natural on my head. So yeah, yeah. I just go with it. Boyton, did you know that Olga is also a natural brown hair? Brunette. Yep. Really? Yeah. You know, well, you know what? With her, like I, I figured that's not a natural shade of red. Whenever she, she has dyes more it. pretty like a, like a candy apple red. Yeah, color. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that looks more like. Yeah, exactly what you described. Mm. But um, when I think of red, I think of more of like, um, like almost like I don't know colors very well, but more of like an auburn type color. Yeah. Know. Yeah, or or a strawberry blonde. Type, yeah. You know. Those are the more natural reddish. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but I never think of it as like that bright. Yeah. You know. It's almost like punk rocker type. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's probably going to be my fifth feature because the fourth one is the um, stuffed animal one. So, stuffed death. Stuffed what? Stuffed death. Wait, is that going to be your next one? Yeah, that's the one after the guard room. Wait. It's going to be so good. I've read that script. Wait, is that the one Holly's going to be a lead on? Oh! Maggie. My cutie Maggie. Stuffed. Yeah. Oh, and Maggie. So let me ask you this. Uh, so Maggie's your daughter, right? Your eldest daughter. Y'all's. And uh, does Maggie feel comfortable in front of the camera? Like. Yeah, she does. Uh, she's done like quite a few commercials and stuff because her dad, uh, whenever his agency like asks if he has a kid, you know, in the age range they're looking for, then he'll be like, Maggie, come here, and then. Uh, she'll audition with him and she does really well. Mm -hmm. She's got like natural talent. Like she was in this short film two years ago um, where she had to play, well, she played my daughter and I was in a flashback because I'm like the flashback person. And so uh, I was nine months pregnant when we made this movie. And I had mm. to get on the floor and pretend that I was basically like giving birth slash dying mm -hmm. uh, in my house. And she had to have the reaction of a daughter watching her mom in pain dying giving birth mm, and dying okay. and it was the beginning of the film and it set up the whole movie because the whole movie was about the character that maggie played when she grew up and how she became pregnant and how it went for her and all this kind of thing so yeah they did like this cool zoom in on her face like really close mm -hmm. in on her face while she was standing there like you know watching her mom and she just looked really good. I remember everyone was like standing around the camera looking at her and they were like, wow, like her face, her, she really, wow. Like she was seeing something horrible. It was really impressive. So she, and she's done, she did like a commercial with Alan where she was like at a birthday party and then he was coming to bring his gift for her. And then she turned around and saw him and like ran to him all happy. And then she did another one during COVID where uh, she was playing. That was a cute audition because they auditioned at home because it was during COVID, so they were Zoom auditioning. And she had this like real starfish. Mm -hmm. And so she was talking to the director and she was like, this is a sea star. This is a sea star. It has blind eyes, blind eyes. And she just kept on talking to him. And they, were, they said that's why they cast her out of all the kids. They were like, she was so cute with that. So they had her bring the actual starfish on mm -hmm. set and they filmed, I don't remember what they filmed. For. Oh, this one was like a cool montage about working from home and stuff. And, so Alan was there typing and then she'd be like playing and there's one point in the commercial where he's typing and then you just see her little hand with the starfish just go like and like oh. appear right in his face and he's like whoa 
but it was super cute. And then at one, there was a huge crew. They like rented this mansion and they were filming. And at one point she lost the starfish and she was <laughs> like, I see a star. And it, it was obviously a very expensive, you know, day, but it was so cool. Alan said, they were like, everyone go find it. And like the entire crew of like 20 people, everyone stopped what they were doing and just like like went through that entire house, scoped out the whole house and found her. Where did they find her? I don't know, wherever she left it. She leaves things everywhere, but mm -hmm. I was like, man, she's never gonna wanna come back home after that day. Like <laughs> a whole crew of people just looking for anything she happened to lose. That That's awesome. Yeah. But but and you know, like that's important, especially if it's something down the line that she might want to do again. Yeah, she'll have like, good memories. Yeah, she'll have like, good memories behind it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that that something like that would happen again. Maybe she could test them, like, I'll lose this. Oh, <laughs> there's a kid on set. I think they go pretty far to keep them happy because filming with kids is a whole separate, like, right. tricky Challenge, business. Yeah. 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 And they always have a teacher. It's like, by law, they're required to have... A teacher and if they're under a certain age a nurse as teacher. well so they hired two people for un for very small children like Rosie my baby she mm -hmm. was in a commercial already yeah wow and they they hired a teacher uh -huh. for a, she was like a couple months old but they had a teacher and a nurse on set for her that day and of course she was two months old so she just played a baby in a bassinet but anyway wow cool. I can't tell you whether she loved it or not but okay. <laughs> Maggie does okay. She seems to think it's fun. the whole family's in show business. That's, it just kind of happens. Like it's all because crazy. of my husband's. Um, he does the most, and he has more than one agent actually. So it's all because of the agencies. Like it's just whenever they're like, "Hey, do you happen to have a kid?" Mm. Um, that's how they just end up. We're not like making them go to auditions. It's kind of more just like, "Oh yeah, if you want to, we have one." Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. So yeah. okay. Well, now how did you meet your? your husband because he's he's an actor and did that happen by coincidence or did you meet him through the business no, we, we met acting okay together and then he got me uh the same agent that he had oh. so then i like went to auditions and stuff and then like just over time we started dating and stuff wow that's very serendipitous and then yeah. i stopped acting a lot like if you go to my imdb imdb page and you look at my list of like what's it called filmography mm -hmm. um you can see my beginning years and then you see 2014 or somewhere right around 2014 that's when i had maggie mm -hmm. and then there's literally i think seven years where i don't have a single credit uh-huh because i was like i i just can't do it i'm too tired and then i kind of slowly started getting back into it yeah, yeah i took yeah. a very big break wow wow but hey i mean that's the that's one thing about um acting is you could just get back yeah, into it whenever you want, you, you know. Come back. <laughs> yeah. I just it takes a lot of energy. Um, so I can only do so much. And from role to role too. I mean, like the amount of energy that you have to put into a role is it varies, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And some some uh films were a lot more exhausting for Definitely. me than others. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, we actually had Alan fill in for one of the the characters for the guard room, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, he, he was came really in good. clutch then, huh? Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. so he got to like terrify Olga, and so I, I hey, that's a that's a fun thing to do, terrify Olga. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Um, yeah, Olga's awesome too. She's mm -hmm. been in a lot of your films. Mm -hmm. So I, I am starting to see Holly and Olga and mm -hmm. quite a few of your stuff. I mean, but Holly, you've been in like a ton of stuff for Michael Thorson, oh, correct? Yeah. Quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of stuff for you when you were in school. Yeah. We did a lot of like, yeah. Little school, projects, short school films. Projects. Yeah. Yeah. You man, and so you'd known him since he was like a youngster, like yeah, you were we like met, just a teenager, like right? Right? I think I was like 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that was the first audition, and I did some more auditions there too. That was fun. The Academy of Art, or what? No, Danza College, Danza College, that's first where it's stuff. And then I also I did this black and white movie for someone at Danza. It was just another one of those things where they never finished it, and I never got to see it because they were trying to use real black and white film and i think it was just too hard yeah that sounds tough i mean that would have been so cool because it was like a period movie we were all in like 1920s clothes yeah. i got my hair all 1920s uh, yeah i would love to do more like period piece films but it's there's not i mean it's, you know, difficult. it's well it's, there's not much of a place for me as in like an asian person you know unless they um if you're, it's going to be in an American setting, I mean, there's very limited. Well, who uh, says it has to be like historically accurate? Right, right. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was. It's kind of a funny coincidence because in Scorned Waifu and in The Guard Room, you kind of play a similar role. Like the receptionist. The receptionist, kind of. That's and it's interesting. Is she super like mean and like? this new one too like the uh, no she's more because i read it before and i can't <laughs> I mean, remember kind of weird okay. yeah she's more kind of like kind of goofy and offbeat yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun yeah it's a fun okay. scene <laughs> yeah. yeah because i was saying like in scorned waifu i was just like you couldn't that character couldn't be more opposite of holly you know what i mean because you're you're always super pleasant to be around but it <laughs> Do you, do you find it fun to, like, play mean people? Yeah, probably I do. <laughs> they all say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you get to do something that you don't normally get to do. Mm -hmm. Be mean or be a vampire or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or make love potions to make men go crazy. Kill and men with your love. Die. You're going to watch it, and then maybe in the future on another podcast we can discuss. Okay. Uh, there could be a little recap on... Yeah. Uh, uh, what is the it? Love Witch. The Love Witch. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. So, Holly, do you have a process when you get, like, a script for a part? Like, do you read the whole script or just your part first? It kind of depends on, like, the, the script. Like, is my part small? Is it big? I'm in flashbacks a lot. I know that sounds funny, but the more I think about it, a lot of my parts are, like, the mom of the main character. Mm -hmm. Like, in a Contractor's Routine, that was my first flashback. I was the mom of the main character. Uh... And, you know, if I'm just in the one scene, then I don't really care about the rest of the script because okay. I'm playing the mom who hugged her baby and then, like, walked sadly down the beach. Like, mm. that was literally what I did in that movie. I held the baby and then I walked sadly down the beach. So, but if, obviously, I should read the whole thing if it's, if I'm there throughout the whole story. Mm -hmm. And then I think... I think that a large part of my process is my costume. I really feel like I can be more of the person that I'm supposed to be in the story if I'm in 
the right wardrobe. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. A lot that. of my plan yeah. is like, okay, this person is going to wear this and this and this. And then once I get that whole outfit together, then I feel a little bit more ready. I think about that a lot. Like, the like, presentation. Oh, the you're person. absolutely right. No, I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Like, I did this uh, gangster film called Protection Detail. And, like, I was just in a black suit. My hair was slicked back in every scene. And just, like, it made it easier mm -hmm. to become that person when you're everything about you looks like that person you yes. look in the mirror you feel like it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i think that helps a lot i mean and it would be even I, I i bet even more so if somebody put like prosthetics on you and oh something yeah like that right i've never had i don't think i've ever had oh no that's not true once i was in this movie that also never got finished for the academy of art <clears> and uh they i was like 20 something i don't remember and they were like we're gonna make you look really old like you're in your 30s and i was like okay children <laughs> yeah they were like kids and call like 18 year olds but to them that seemed like that so just old. makes me depressed <laughs> I, well it made me depressed because i was like i might have been like 27 or 28 at the time and i was like so in two years then this is and they put all these wrinkles on me like um you know with uh what's that stuff called silicone yeah, yeah yeah they put all these wrinkles on my face and i still remember they were like young students so they were doing the best they could but they were putting this silicone on my face to make me all wrinkled and then they were blowing on my face to dry it and like the one girl blowing directly into my face had like just eaten a cheeseburger and i was like <laughs> Like trying to be chill about it, but I was like, "This is not fun." And I don't enjoy it. <laughs> the things we go through. Just ate a cheeseburger. Oh yes. my god! It was like meat breath directly into my face, and I was like, <laughs> "Did the cheeseburger have onions on it too?" Yeah, it was a full-on like meal in my face. <laughs> yeah, <You're all> medium rare. <laughs> so uh, that's and the like, cheese. Yeah, I still remember that. It was like very. It was not good. And pungent. Pungent in my face. And that's the closest kind of prosthetics. I'm not really sure it made me feel older or helped me get into character, though. I think I was just feeling kind of ugly. But that's okay. And then they painted a, like a big tattoo on my back. Don't you hate it when they go to all this work? They like rented a cabin in Lake Tahoe. And they like filmed in the actual snow. And they had this gross prosthetic torso that opened up with like meat coming out of it to look like I'd been... Gutted. You, and okay. then they never finished the movie. I hate that. I never uh, got to see myself get gutted in the snow. But uh, anyway. I, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they say like 80% of like film projects never get completed. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a... Dad, you work so hard. Thank you for always completing your films. No, yeah. Because like I'm always determined to like finish. Yeah. No. I mean, especially yeah. like, you know, like in this what we're doing out here unlike like you know in la and stuff where you're getting like a decent paycheck our payment is the footage mm -hmm. basically so you want it to eventually come out i can't tell you how many well there's one particular director that i've worked with i won't say his name i've been on like three or four of his films and none of them have been completed and it's very frustrating because on some of those uh some of the times i was out there i mean i I spent the night, I, I, I uh, rented a motel or hotel by myself or, or with a friend uh, that was also on the film. And um, it's, it, look, I, I love being a part of the process, mm -hmm. but I want to see something come out of it, yeah. you know, because I want to like throw it on my reel or something like mm -hmm. that. So 
that that uh footage is valuable to me but it's just sad like some of these things just get you know you know half done three quarters of, of a way done never gets edited you know it's it's very disappointing it is it is it's because i think some people don't realize like how much time it takes to like complete a film mm -hmm. and so maybe they just get like overwhelmed or they're like it's they they could just take their time right what like, do you think take their time if it's if you're overwhelmed or, yeah or like a little bit at a time yeah but you know you see some of these people i'm like you're starting another film and another film and another film. Why are you starting all these other films when you haven't even completed this one? You know what I mean? So it, it you know, you see it happening and you're like, it's, it's just very irresponsible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think like, even if the film is bad or not as good as it turned out to be, you should still like put it out there. Because a lot of people like put a lot of time and they're like yes, effort into it. Gave a bit of themselves to the project so yeah they all want to see what happened what, absolutely you know. and i i applaud you as well michael for completing all your films oh, um, thank you it's uh, and you know what you went through with sophie and the serial killers I'm having to start at, <laughs> you, you actually had to start from ground zero I'm surprised that film got finished actually yeah, no, no like no that that just shows your commitment and your tenacity to get mm -hmm. through you know something such a tough situation like that um but uh and then of course there's these outliers like michael fredinelli who oh lightning fast Amazing time fast. like it, it's just his brain i i've never seen anybody in the bay area community that works like mm -hmm. he is so decisive mm -hmm. about about things and the way he edits everything in his brain while it's happening makes you almost second guess because you're like, oh, wait, I want to do another take on that. No, he said, we he's got like, it. Yeah. He's already moved on. He's to the already next scene. cut it between all the different shots, between the master shot, between the close ups and everything. Mm -hmm. He's already he said, oh, just because you didn't get it completely good on that uh, one take. He's, he already knows where he's going to cut away to the yeah. other person or, or, or another shot, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it, it, I, I like that. It's so good to work with somebody like that because you know he's going to get this completed mm -hmm. and it's going to look good. And he doesn't have to convince you. He has all the proof. Yeah. You could just go watch his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that man is crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's faster at making movies. I can't think of anyone. I think he's almost to like 60. Yeah. <laughs> and like the quality of the films for the budgets, it's like insane. It's like, it's, I mean, you did Justified Force with Michael. Yeah. 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 A very dark storyline, mm. like all, all his films, yes. actually. Uh, how did you like doing that film? It was fun. It was interesting and fun. And he was very organized. And there were, uh, I don't know what they were. There were exploding blood. Oh, squibs. 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 Yeah, yeah, Thank you. yeah. In my fake pregnant belly. So it was, it was a yeah, unique experience. Yeah, sure. yeah. Very it was dark. the. Yeah. Um, so I got a story. Um, you know Trent, right? Yeah, Trent. Uh, so Trent's like, um, he does a lot of the prop making and the squibs for Fred and Ellie. So there was this guy in the filmmaking community who like reached out to him and he's like, I didn't need you to do like two squibs, like 
can you do it for me? Like, how much will it cost? And Trent's like, oh, it's like $5 per scrib and whatever you want to give me. And then he was like, I need one on, like, your knee and then, like, on your chest. And so Trent was like, wait, you want me to squib myself? (laughs) Was he going to be in the movie then? I guess. Oh. And then it's funny, the same director that's out there, he would tell Trent, he was like, I have this perfect role for you. You are the perfect fit. I see you in the character. But since I guess Trent was like a background actor mm-hmm. on like the earlier film, he's like, you, you can't have it though. Oh. So <laughs> Trent was like, why are you like offering me this role that's perfect for me that I can't have? Yeah, why even bring it up at that point? <laughs> but then it doesn't make sense because like he's like in the background of the shot. Like, I don't think anyone would notice if he plays like a different character in the yeah. sequel. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's just a funny story. Oh, God. Hmm. Oh, I was talking about Justified Force. So the, the lead of that film that played your, was it your husband or fiance? Yeah, that's... Matt Monaco? Yeah. Did you, did you see him in Autumn Moon? No, I haven't seen Autumn Moon. Oh, it's so Sorry, good. I need, I need to see that. Yeah, it's a werewolf yeah. film. I like werewolf movies. And I, I need to see that. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I mean, Matt Monaco extremely talented guy mm-hmm. just one of the best actors i've seen in the bay area well yeah. i mean he did, he lives in new york now oh wow, okay but yeah um he that role was like made for him no he like was really good in that oh role. god he was good he was absolutely oh, incredible yeah yeah this is a question from fred boyton what were the free monster cereals that appeared in that film oh Okay, wait, let me think. I'm just guessing. Count Chocula? Okay. Is that one? That's one. Um, Frankenberry? I think that's the second. Is it? Okay, okay. What's the third? Um. Oh, uh, 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 Carmella Creeper? That didn't exist. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the other. It one was is. fruit brute. Fruit brute. Oh, okay. Well, I I wouldn't have guessed that one. So. Okay. Yeah. Good job getting two out of three though. That's yeah. Well, I was just naming the ones I know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have. I mean, when you said, "What did you say?" Monster cereals. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant like monster cereal shows, like cereals. Oh. So no. I was like, I yeah, my no, I didn't get it. All right, well, I think we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Awesome. All right, and we're back from break. So, um, Holly, I wanted to ask you this question. Um, when you're on set and it's kind of like guerrilla filmmaking, do you ever get stressed out, like, if security is going to come by? Or if, like, the set's going to get shut down? Or do you just let that worry, like, the director and producers worry about that and you focus on the performance? Yeah, I, don't, I guess I don't really worry about it too much. I just, because I know that they'll 
talk to the director, you know, like if a police officer comes by, they'll probably go straight to the director. I won't have to be a part of that conversation. So I don't think it stresses me out too much. The only thing I get stressed out about on gorilla sets is like things I consider slightly dangerous. Like oh, I get okay. nervous when I think things are dangerous. No, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... What would you say the most dangerous thing you've done on set? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of things that were dangerous. I think the most uncomfortable I ever was, was that film in Lake Tahoe, uh, because they wanted to film in the middle of the night and it mm. was like below 32 degrees in the snow. What? Outside. Whoa. Holy yeah, crap. they wanted like forest footage of me like walking through the forest, but they also wanted me in jeans and a t-shirt. So I was in a t-shirt in 32 degree weather. Yeah, like, yeah, that is night, cold. And I was so cold. Like they'd put their water bottles down and they'd freeze. Like everyone's water bottles were just ice. It was so cold out there. And like, I was just so miserable. And then they put fake blood all over me, which was really cold too. Um, and I got really sick after that. Oh. Like a very bad cold because I right, was out right. in the snow. Um, and I think that could be considered maybe the most dangerous thing because I could have gotten pneumonia. And very uncomfortable, awful. yeah. And the least they could have done is finish the movie, right? So I could see my horrible death in the snow. Your suffering. And all my suffering. Because it paid off. looked, I think it looked yeah, pretty it, cool in the dark. Well, and I had like a knife and I was walking through the trees. Yeah. And I was like, like I was shivering uncontrollably. And then they'd be like, you know, set. And then I'd be like, and I'd like try to like, absorb in my shivers and then like do the take and then they'd say cut and I'd be like Woo! and I'd like start shaking like oh twice goodness. as bad. I was so cold. So there you go. Alright, what about you Boyton? How do you handle stressful situations on set? Um... Or do you focus on the performance? Like you don't worry like oh like that security car just drove by or whatever? It... I am a little conscious of it, uh, but like, it, it it really depends. I mean, I, it's it's hard to say. I mean, the thing is, I, I've gotten used to so much guerrilla shooting mm -hmm. with uh, Michael, right? So, actually, like doing things in motion bother me a little bit less, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Um, if I'm running or if I'm doing, you know, I, I'm doing some sort of like fight scene or anything like that, it, cause once I'm in motion, it's like nothing can really stop me. I, I'm just, I'm just in it, in it. Right. Mm -hmm. But what really makes me self-conscious is like me saying super inappropriate things very loudly in front of like the public and that. I did a lot of that in the long street. Mm -hmm. I mean, extremely loud, like just vulgar things. Like, I mean, and some of these people don't know I'm acting. Yeah, yeah, acting. You know, I got I got a little lapel mic that nobody can see, and sometimes the camera's far away, and it's usually a handheld cam, and I'm saying some of the most disgusting things a man can say. But it's in character. I mean, this this character is a vulgar human being. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's happened a few times where um, we once we were filming in this uh, around this huge aquarium that had um, dolphins and like you know like 
sea creatures inside the glass fixture. And um, I was seeing some really disgusting things um, while this man was passing by with his children. And then, like, you know, and I kept saying these things over and over again. <laughs> and the guy, like, shook his head and, like, took his daughter away with them. <laughs> yeah, and I was like... You can't even say, like, sorry, because you're still filming. Well, and the, and the thing is, like, in that uh, area where that a, a huge aquarium was, it's just, like, you're surrounded by glass, and oh, it's yeah. just all the creatures are swimming. And then, so it contains the sound even more, so you can hear everything amplified. You, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? And yeah, um sticks. Yeah, that, that's what it is, yeah. the acoustics. Uh, but yeah, so I think that makes me more so uncomfortable than like, you know, doing a scene where I'm chasing somebody or they're chasing me or us jumping over things or, you know, choreographing some fights or anything like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's like the two types of sets where it's like you're either kind of grilling it an exterior location somewhere or if you do have permission to be somewhere there's like a time limit where it's like you can only use this place from six to ten or whatever that's so stressful so the time limit it's like you have permission to be there but then you're like we got to get all the stuff done <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's that happened to me in the long streak too like uh, we were filming at the um, that historical like strip club it's called mm. the condor club in san francisco it had like the really famous sign up there I, I, I know it's been around since i think the early 1900s or something like that right um but yeah i mean uh they rented out that place until a certain amount of time and i think they said if you go even a minute past this hour i think it was like another 1500 dollars and um because they had to get ready to open up the club yeah because we were shooting everything before hours you know mm -hmm. so i think we had to get out of there like at three o'clock or something like that right and um yeah and we barely finished getting done over there so it yeah it, it that does suck when you're on a time constraint like that exactly. that that ends up being very costly mm -hmm. what's the coolest film location you've been got to shoot on holly Oh, I wish I could remember what it was called, but I was in a movie um, a while ago where they rented like this whole really big mansion. Oh, they rented two different houses, actually. There was this like historical mansion that's like a museum next to Lake Merritt, and they rented that for a couple days, and then they rented a whole um, bed and breakfast here in the city in one of those really nice old Victorian homes. And they were both really cool old, like, buildings. Like, so pretty. Um, yeah. Those were probably my favorite, because they were just so fancy. I got yeah, to like, yeah. lay down in this bedroom on this, like, four-post bed, you know, and, like, yeah. all the curtains were all oh, frilly, and all the furniture was, like, 200 years old, and it was just so pretty. I, I love that. Yeah. You know what I, I love? I mean, I know it's... It sounds stupid, but I just love like nice posh sets. It yes. feels comfortable, and you now you got AC coming in. And it just, you, you know, it, it, like when the, sometimes we're doing films, like when I did the war film, and we're like out 
in the forest and stuff man yeah you got forest. that you got the heat beaming down on oh, you sure. after a while you're like oh this is this i feel like taking a shower right now but it looks fucking awesome like when you do those films i mean indoor posh scenes i mean it it, it looks cool too but there's something about like those gritty nasty looking places that does something for film though yes. i mean like but the feeling sucks while you're doing it you know what i mean yeah you know though the um weird mannequin shop that we filmed in was oh cool. that was also a yeah, cool set yeah so weird all the heads like big bins of arms and legs sticking out was that heads. for this film those for that was in sophie that's where um joseph and patrick chow like fight they sing their song oh yeah the, yeah, the mannequin, the mannequin <laughs> yeah, 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 workshop that's oh, right i didn't film that day you I were. Was behind, I was a makeup artist. Oh, that day. there you go. Yes. She was in charge of the paper towels mm. and the the fake blood. I did some fake blood, right? Didn't I do some? I think yeah, you helped out with that. Work. Yeah. And yes, I was <laughs> the very important paper towel job was mine. Mm. So that was fun, even though I wasn't on camera. That the mannequins were cool. Mannequins used to kind of creep me out when I was a little kid. They're a little bit creepy. Yeah, because yeah. like if when especially when you see them like headless or something. Mm -hmm. Or like faceless. Yeah, yeah, faceless. Very spooky looking. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever watch a Return to Oz? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Do you remember the headless lady that she could switch yes. her head with? Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. She had that whole head collection. Yeah, and they they all started like screaming uh -huh. like at they the same could time. look around. Oh, and look. so I saw that when I was like a. Like I think I was like five or I six or oh I scared the living crap out of yeah. me. I think it might have even been the very first time I had ever been in a movie theater. That must have been oh. like in the mid early eighties. I yeah. That's a good movie. That's a good first movie to yeah. see in the theater. Yeah, it is scary for a five year old. We took uh, Michael and I took um, Rosie, Rosie, my two year old, mm -hmm. to her first movie. Mm -hmm. because alan was gone so we didn't have anyone to to watch her and we took her to the barbie movie which like in theory if you think oh the barbie movie that'd be great for a two-year-old it that movie's not made for a two-year-old like she did really well all mm -hmm. things considered but by the end when it was all just kind of like monologues and dialogue mm -hmm. and stuff and it wasn't like singing anymore and dancing mm -hmm. she was more like political i'm gonna get up and run around now and she just started running around the yeah theater, back and forth I was like, oh. there was a funny moment in that movie um you've seen the barbie movie right i have not okay no. So there's Aww. a part where they're like having a party and like Barbie like interrupts the party because she's like, does anyone have any like thoughts of death? And like it gets Wait, silent, you right? You know that like record scratch sound? Uh -huh. Everyone stops. Yeah, yeah. And then Rosie was just like, oh no. <laughs> it was like so quiet in the theater and she goes, oh no. And everyone laughed. It was really cute. It was like perfect Aww. time. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Wait, wait, Maggie said that? No, Rosie. Or Rosie, Rosie Maggie said that? Maggie had her own dialogue going on, though. She was very talkative at the start of the film. Like, it's it really funny. She was like, the logo is pink. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, she was like, they painted it pink. Because, wow. you know, like the WB, they like made it pink for the film because yeah. that's the Barbie. Yeah, color. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then it starts with like this fake commercial and she's like is this a commercial or is this part of the film yeah she had a lot of that's questions that's hilarious I was like, you just kind of have to 
What's um, Maggie's favorite uh, movie? Oh, she has a really good list of favorites. Okay. She doesn't watch many movies, but she really loves Coraline. She's loved that for ages. Yeah, my, my buddy's daughter. I mean, that's it's her favorite movie of all time. Yeah. She, I mean, she's 13 now, and she still loves it's, it. It's a very good movie. Yeah. She loves it. She also loves James and the Giant Peach. Um, hmm. uh, what's that one called? Is it Madeline or... What's the name? You know, the girl with magic power. Matilda. Matilda. Matilda, that's right. She loves Matilda. I grew up reading that one. Yeah, she listens yeah. to um, audible-like books mm -hmm. at night when she's going to sleep. She listens to Matilda, Charlie mm. and the Chocolate Factory, okay. or James and the Giant Peach. And she oh, also yeah. likes all those movies. Those are all classics. All yeah, classics. Yeah, classics. yeah, yeah. Good taste. She doesn't yeah. hold still very much. Okay. Um, but when she does watch a movie, those are her go-tos. Yeah. No, those are those are good. Tips. You know what else she liked? She hasn't watched it in a while, but we took her to see Megan. <laughs> Which one's Megan? She was so freaked out. It's the doll. Oh wait, she saw that? Yeah, we took her, and um, she was freaking out in the theater. She was like, "Oh no!" Like I think she even cried at one point, mm -hmm. and I was like, "It's okay." And then as soon as it ended, she was like, "That was so good. I hope they make a sequel." And I was like, "Really?" And then she asked if we could buy the movie, and then she watched it over and over. So Whoa. It scared her, but she also enjoyed it. Maybe uh, you could show her uh, Child's Play. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like as a kid, you always have that first like horror movie yeah. experience. That was a good first because it's PG-13, and they don't really have much gore. It's kind of all implied, except for the one part with the... They, they actually toned it down because um, the trailer had that dancing scene in it. Yes. And I guess it blew up on TikTok. So they were like, oh, this is kind of popular with the, the younger crowd. Oh. So yeah, it was, they, they, they cut out like a lot of the, the gore and you stuff. Know, I'm glad they did. I liked it the way it was without mm -hmm. the gore. Because then, you know, you don't have to worry about your kids seeing something. Yeah. Powerful. But it's still scary. It still had, I mean, she was cool. That doll. Megan. You know what, though? I think some some of the scariest films I ever saw as a kid were actually, or even as an adult, were actually PG thirteen. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, like, they if it's a spooky film that has no no gore, like if it's not a slasher, then the likelihood of it being like a very supernatural film about ghosts and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of those are PG thirteen, and they're so scary. They are. I mean, I watched Poltergeist when I was a kid, and I think it was only PG thirteen, and really? and I could not sleep. We, maybe we can fact check That's that, but one. I think it was PG thirteen. Mm -hmm. But it scared the living crap out of me. I was just telling Michael one of my favorite movies is uh, Rosemary's Baby, and it's also like no gore, mm -hmm. no you know gross monsters or violent deaths, but you just feel like the tension building and it's yeah so pretty. yeah and the ending is just so perfect oh yeah because like the thing um i saw the new saw movie saw 10 and it's like it's up to 10 now it's, yeah it's all dead it's a kind of a funny film because it's supposed to be like a prequel to um the first movie okay. but like the two main characters are like 20 years older <laughs> so it's just kind of funny because they're supposed to like did they like try to youthfulize them uh, the the best that they could. They did like the Irishman thing, like Martin Scorsese tried to do with Robert De Niro as a, as a young man. But um, yeah, it's just funny because like the whole if you like stop and really think about the whole concept, it's like so <laughs> ridiculous that you would ever like be afraid that you would end up in that situation. Yeah. But with like an actual scary film, would 
the the scarier scarier ones tend to be like ones that are more like subtle mm -hmm. or like it's actually like just creepy people mm -hmm. yeah because i don't know if you worry about boyton waking up and you're like in a crazy saw contraption track. yeah but i think saw is um it's not I don't feel like that film is to really scare people. I think it's more to shock people on all the different ways you could possibly die if somebody wanted to torture you or yeah. something like Ooh, that. I yeah, yeah. I've not seen a single Saw movie and I never will. I can't, I love certain kinds of scary movies, but torture movies like that, I can't. Yeah. I can't bring myself to watch. Ugh, I just can't. Yeah. Owen Bell is a good actor though. Like, yeah. Um, what they, else have they been in? Um, I don't know what else he's been in. He's famous because he's like the, the Saw. Saw. He's Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so the, the newest film is actually like one of the better ones because they kind of make him the main character. So I want to play a game. That's uh, that's usually that, yeah, how it guy. starts off. And there's this like, what is it? A mask or a puppet thing that that's on? Um, he wear they they wear like a pig's mask when they like kidnap yeah. the people. Yeah. And yeah, there's always like the um, the opening trap. Yeah, but um, did he tell you that he once did a film with a very similar concept, except it was Pikachu that was making you do certain things? No, I haven't heard. So yeah, um, we talked about this a lot. Of fun, my yeah. friend in like junior high was like really into the Saw movies, so that was kind of like one of my first exposures to the horror movie genre. Yeah. And it was just like a cool idea. It's like, oh, these deaf games, they're so wild. So yeah. we wanted to like make our own series. Well, yeah. Sophie was kind of a deaf game. Yeah, Sophie was in a deaf game vibe. But in Pikachu Sweepover, um, Pikachu would make you do like more casual things. Like you would have to eat a whole pizza <laughs> because okay. like you hated pizza. You don't like pizza? Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, then uh, also take a uh, Coca-Cola shower. This is awesome, though. This is awesome. <laughs> Just really annoying. I had a feeling you would like this. That's I why I brought it. it up. Like, wear long sleeves and then do all the dishes. And then you're you're like, but can I roll up my No. And then your sleeves are all wet. It's such then... a more wholesome version of Saw. Yeah. Just all the things that are really annoying, but you have to do them. Go clean the toilet for like an hour with a tiny exactly. little toothbrush. Exactly. Because we were like kids, so it's like we can't build. Like, yeah. 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 Weird contraptions or anything. And he, another one was like pouring chocolate syrup all over Just yourself. Making a mess. Making a mess. Making a mess. Yeah. Like a sticky, icky mess. I don't like it. Boyton feels like he would do well if he had to eat like a whole pizza. A large pizza? I could eat a large pizza. Yeah, I think I could too. Yeah, good. I almost have to stop myself. Yeah. He would have probably put you in that trap because that's like. Oh, that, yeah, that would be torture for me. It'd be a spicy pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh. A bunch of spicy. I, I wouldn't... I can't handle spice. Do that. Like the, the show Hot Ones. Do you ever watch that? Yeah, I've seen I, Hot I Ones. I don't think I could ever be on that show. Even if I was famous and I was asked, I would have to be like, you know what? I can't. I yeah, can't. yeah. I don't... I I would I would stop after like the first yeah. sauce. I mean... It looks awful. And then the thing you don't remember or you don't think of is that even after the show's over, they're probably in pain for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, you know, just go away after yeah. you Yeah, and you know what they say. They say if it burns coming in, yeah, it's going to burn like coming little, out. It can't be healthy. Anyway. It makes nice. for good, like, YouTube TV, though, right? It's good. Like, it, it's fun yeah. to watch it happen. I mean, like, it's, it's such a like, interesting and original concept. Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's, 
let's torture you with spicy chicken wings and ask you a few questions and it's crazy because it it really shows you how you can easily like lose focus when you're like in pain it also shows i think how amazing people are that they can continue to answer questions under extreme duress because they do actually even when they're in severe pain they're like still answering the questions yeah able to think people are amazing yeah but i don't want to do it me neither me neither because the aftermath would just suck yeah i don't want to have to drink a gallon of milk to try to cool down my mouth yeah oh Oh, man if i had a gallon of milk i'd have like non-stop diarrhea yeah the The process of pain pain. so uh what was your first like horror movie as a kid boyton okay i'm i'm trying to think Okay, so I think that actually the very first horror films that I remember were were a part of the Friday the 13th series. Oh, nice. And I think I got into watching horror movies very late. No, actually, you know what? Um, the very first one I ever saw was actually one of the Halloween films. Oh, those are good. Yeah, yeah scared the living crap out of me. I mean, I couldn't sleep just thinking, because I don't know, there's something about Michael Myers' face. I mean, the mask on that face. Because they gave it features, you know, they gave it a nose and lips and then yeah, the whole, for the, and the hair is all messy. It just, it looked really creepy. And I found him to be the most terrifying, terrifying, even more so than Jason Voorhees and like Freddy Krueger, because he walked so slow, yet he still caught up to you all the time. Yeah, he was Whereas, never stopping. When, right. When I saw Jason, though, I was like, oh, this guy's fast. He walks with like, with like a really brisk pace. Mm-hmm. And Freddy Krueger surprisingly never really scared me because I thought he was kind of a comedian. Kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of silly. He's the more goofy of the villains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that mask that you were saying scared you? The face? Mm-hmm. Michael Myers? Um, that was a Star Trek William Shatner face mask. Did you know? Yeah, I think I heard yeah. something about they had that. A very and budget for the first movie, so they just bought a Halloween mask and painted it white. Who would ever think that that's and William that's all it is. Shatner? Yeah. Like, do you see anything about that mask that resembles him? Like, no. But that yeah. was a long time ago, and masks weren't very good. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked and out it though. Came with like the Star Trek uniform, and then mm. and it wasn't painted like stark white like that. Mm. And the hair probably wasn't as messy. But that's all it was was just this cheap Halloween mask. Mm. Yeah. What was your first horror movie, Holly? Well, I didn't watch horror until I was older because a I probably didn't want to because it scared me too bad, and b my family was kind of like not that into like watching that many movies mm-hmm. like that so but i think one of the first ones i watched that really scared me there were two there was vertigo and the birds oh know, the, like alfred hitchcock, hitchcock films yeah, but I still yeah. Remember watching vertigo with my friends when i was maybe 12 or something and that's a really scary movie it kind of weirds you out and it just yeah. gets creepier and creepier and then the ending is like oh what just happened yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna give anything away but yeah, it came out like sixty years ago, so I yeah. could, I could give something away. But you know that one that was scary. That no, was it scary. was. I love Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I mean, Psycho scared me when I yes, was a kid. I <laughs> yeah, one, I was like, oh wow, yeah, I love those. Just that shadow and sink, sink, yeah, sink. 
Like, he was so creative. He did those weird angles mm-hmm. that no one had done before. And yeah. That was a groundbreaking Very film. good. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Music, you know, the weird score, yeah. scary music really added to it and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to think that, like, filmmaking is still kind of a new art form speaking because it didn't, like, get started to, like, the 1900s. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I mean, with technology, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Wait, what was the very first one you saw? Um, it was probably like one of the I think the Saw movies was one of the first. Okay, yeah, yeah, you had mentioned that. Yeah, that's, um, that's an interesting one to get your feet wet. Yeah, you with just because, jumped right in, is what you did. And it's not exactly like because it's a different, entirely different mm-hmm. concept of the horror. Torture. Well, the, the first movie was more kind of had that psychological element. Mm-hmm. Because it was more low budget, so it's kind of like figuring out why they were trapped. The first saw, yeah, that first saw was so good. That that was like one of the best saws. Well, yeah, yeah, because well, it, it was. Yeah, that one made you feel super eerie, and also you didn't know what was going on because there was no, uh, there was no other film before it. You know what I mean? And you were just discovering what was happening, so it just kind of left you, you know, because after that everybody knew what was going on. So I do have a lot of memories of people talking about The Ring. Because oh, yeah. that came out when I was like in junior high and so a lot of kids in school were like, Oh, did you see the movie? Has it been seven days yet? You're not going to come back to school tomorrow. <laughs> and so I didn't see that movie until later. And then I think I also saw The Village from M. Night Shyamalan which was advertised as like a horror movie. So I was like, thought it was going to be like really scary. But then I remember watching it and being like, what? Yeah, I swear, yeah. it's a dice roll with his films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, some of them are great and some of them are... Yeah. Now, I have a feeling you've watched this film, Hauling. I hope I have. I bet you have. I just have a feeling. Have you seen The Craft? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that... That's scary, right? Yeah, the scary yeah. girl in that one, the the main villain. Yeah. God, she just had like such a natural she demeanor and look. She's to Oz too, you know. That. Oh my God. Yeah. Same girl. That's insane. Yeah. She has She's a good. very interesting Farusa, name. I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Did you so? Did you like the craft? Yeah, I think it's really weird and good, and I I do like it. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I, when we were real young, I would never play any of these games ever again. But we used to play those like little games, like light as a feather, stiff as that. a board. We did also did work. Did you lift anyone? <laughs> you know what? We we acted like it worked, but it didn't. There was like ten of us around. <laughs> so of course, it, so kind of worked. There, yeah, we did because we we're we had muscles. <laughs> yeah, you lifted her. Um, the, but the stuff that really creeped me out. I mean, in high school and also like a portion of college friends and I would play with the Ouija board randomly. And I, after a couple really scary and creepy experiences, I never touched it again. It yeah. was, it was, it, yeah, it, it really scared me, really creeped me out. I've never so. done that because I, they scare me so much. Yeah. No, yeah. I, you know, I, I totally believe that it yeah. opens something up that Did you guys see should that? not be. Talk to me with the hand. Yes, I did see it. 
What? The movie Talk to Me, this, sorry, that reminded me of the movie Talk to Me, because it's like the whole thing, it's like, instead of a Ouija board, it's just a hand. Oh. Like this ceramic or... I haven't seen Talk to Me. What's... When oh, did that movie good. come out? Um, it came out a few months ago. It was made by the, um... It's like from this famous YouTuber channel. Like, these mm -hmm. two guys, they would make, like, little short films on their YouTube, and they have, like, five million subscribers. Okay. And But they got, like, a little... I think like a $15 budget, $15 million budget to like make a horror film. And so they made this like film called Talk To Me. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty good. Okay. It's really scary. It's, it's got a lot of Australian accents in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and um, there's this creepy hand that supposedly was, um, it belonged to like a, what do you call those people? Like a, a psychic or someone who talked to the dead, but like they cased it. A clairvoyant? A clairvoyant? Yeah. Okay. But it's like. You can commune with dead peeps. It was got okay. molded in wax, so it's just creepy. Let's keep talking. I gotta check the door. Okay. I wonder why they never chipped away at the hand to see if there was like a bone and some. Um, I assume they. I don't know. Well, it's more fun if, like, it's a mystery, but... Yeah, it, it's probably a real yeah. I'm curious, like, what the backstory of the hand yeah, is. Yeah, they could do, like, a, a prequel where it's about the person, and then at the end, they're like, I have to cut off my own hand! Oh. So, in the movie, um, these kids, they, like, make, like, viral videos. And so, like, um, they you hold the hand and you say, talk to me, and then a ghost shows up in front of you, like, when you're holding the hand. Right in front of you. And then you're like, I let you in, and then the ghost possesses you. Why then, does that sound like fun? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that sounds like fun. Why so, would they do that at a party? Like as this fun? Everyone activity? like watches like the procession, and they're like, oh. and they laugh like it's so funny. Also, I don't think it's funny, but I don't it, think it's funny either. Yeah, they yeah. Think it's hilarious. And they have. To is it wait? Is it real? No, this is a, a, a movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. And exactly. and then they have to like let go within like 60 seconds because if you hold on to it too long then the ghosts i had questions though i had more than one question like how did they know that you need to say i let you in how did they know that probably like experimentation i guess taken forever for me to figure that out i would never have figured that that i have to there. see them and then be like all right come on come on in if you want i guess first day i would never say that but it, maybe how like did they know that they needed to do that and then how did they figure out that they had this specific amount of time before it was too much time? Like, how many people had to die before they got that all figured out? She has some really I good have questions. Too many questions. I think too hard about No, that's, that's, those are all valid, valid questions. <laughs> it reminds me of Fred Adeli. He was on set and he was like, so how do the ghosts, or how are they able to touch me, but I can't like touch them? And then how do they like teleport in and out Good questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, like they're, they're ghosts. I don't know what to tell you, but... But, okay, let's see. No, I guess there are films... Well, like, I don't watch as much horror as many other people, but... Do they often kill people? Um, ghosts kill people in, in movies? movies right. Do they? Or do they, like... I feel like they possess people and then make them do things. Like or, or make them go death. crazy and... It's funny, I saw The Nun 2, right? Okay. And at the, um, the start of the film, you know how like horror movies have that like opening scene? Mm -hmm. Like, The Nun basically like sets somebody on fire and like 
kills this guy. The rest of the movie, she's just like pushing objects lightly or like closes a door. And it's like, you were like all powerful at the start of this film, but now you're just like blowing this cup over or trying to... <laughs> Maybe she's trying to like F with them a little more. Maybe she's trying to slowly make them go insane, scare them. And, uh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's just funny if you think about it. Can you imagine, like, if the nun just starts coming out with a chainsaw? <laughs> you know? That would scare me. I mean, like, she, like, lights a guy on fire. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it, but I feel like if a ghost lived in my house and all it did was shut doors or like knock things over, I would just start like using it to my advantage and be like, can you shut the door for me? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, well, like if, if you're I... gonna be in the kitchen, can you do the dishes? If I die and become the ghost that haunts your house, that's, <gasps> I'll, that's what I'll do for you. Thank you. Oh wow, okay, it's a, it's a deal. You'll hear like the laundry machine like, like open up Michael's in the middle of the- at it again. Thank you. Please fold it when you're done. Fold everything. Oh, and then wow. you hear like the laundry thing <laughs> shut. Like people come over and they're like, "Doesn't this terrify you?" And I'm like, "I haven't had to do laundry in five years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine." <laughs> wow. So Boyton, do you have any more uh, questions for Holly before we wrap things up? Yeah. So Holly, uh, how have you enjoyed your time so far? on this podcast oh it's been awesome thank you i've never been on a podcast before so. yeah first time for everything yeah. no it was, it, it was awesome having you here and we're, we were already talking about maybe getting your husband to oh, yeah. be one of our guests in the future That'd be cool but yeah yeah um i think we should get alan and then we'll get both of them together one yeah time. yeah cool. i mean uh, whenever we do these things i always think like you know we could keep this conversation going for a very long time because there's always stuff to talk about but at a certain point we have to end it but um with this podcast too i was also talking to um michael about like you know having like reoccurring guests and stuff like that and then like if they're reoccurring guests it doesn't have to be anything film related we could just talk about it anything off the cuff so about food you can talk about food. We can talk about anything. Okay. But uh, I think it's like whenever we have a guest, it's more of like a, there's an introduction involved. And, but after that, it's just like off to the races with any yeah. other subject. So, but yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. But thank you for sharing with us. Uh, thank you, guys. All the cool Fun stories. Fun hear your stories and about you almost freezing to death. <laughs> <in> the. <laughs> That's his favorite cold. part. Just imagining well, you in a brick of ice there you know? go. Yeah. yeah i don't even yeah. think i have any pictures oh well so then we'll, we'll we'll have alan next and then after that maggie will be our next guest <laughs> oh and, and then rosie and then, and rosie. then rosie well maggie has a lot to say she could i think she could hold i think it'd be fun to talk to maggie after we do <gasps> stuff death <laughs> please do that i think that would be wonderful well right on well thank you for joining us today it's yes. been a lot of fun it's a hot October. Hopefully it cools down for... It will. It will. You sure? Yeah. It's pumpkin spice season. You're going to go out there and, like, blow the wind? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Go blow the wind. Do it. <laughs> the good blood. Uh, no, I, I gotta make sure I eat a cheeseburger first yes, and blow it with my cheeseburger breath. <laughs>
So, at least we'll be chilled, but with the scent of... It'll be delicious, too, if you like cheeseburgers. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for uh, tuning in to our second episode. Yeah. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify, or we're also on Apple, wherever you prefer to get your podcast from, and we'll see you in the next episode. All right, goodbye, everyone. Or, bye. <laughs> Thor and the Boy is brought to you by Magical Hammer Productions. Our producer is Bonin Pyatt. This podcast is edited by Michael Fodarson. Thanks to our music tracks. Our intro track is Next Steps by Half.Cool and our ending music is Hunky Tonk Jazzy theme created by Freedom Trail Studio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. Bark, quiet on set! <laughs> It's been coming by uh, yeah. so often, but... Bark! Shut the fuck! <laughs>